coming up, a huge scoring night from Jason Tatum and the Memphis Grizzlies extend their winning streak. This is Locked On Game to Game, NBA. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game NBA. Local experts joining us to go over the biggest stories on the hardwood. I am your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. It was another impressive performance from Jason Tatum. He dropped 51 points in Boston's win over the Hornets. Locked On Celtics is in to go over the stats with us postgame. Boston Celtics get their seventh win in a row. Jason Tatum gets 51 points in the process. I'm John Corrales of the Locked On Celtics podcast. And the best part about this performance from Jason Tatum is he didn't chase it. He didn't force it. 51 points kind of came naturally in the flow of the game. Early on, the Hornets were blitzing Tatum. They were trying to get the ball out of his hands, and he made the right play. He made the pass that either led to an assist or a hockey assist or a just good ball movement possession where the ball found the right guy and and he scored. Tatum ended up with five assists on the night, but got hot because he was attacking early and getting into the flow of the game, got to the line a bunch, 14 to 14 from the line. And that's how you build up a shooting night, like seven of 12 from three that we haven't seen a lot of from Tatum this season. His three point shooting has not been there. It's kind of amazing that he's this close in the MVP race without having a monster three point shooting season. Maybe this is the beginning of a turnaround, but by making the right plays, guys like Derek White got going. Malcolm Brogdon got going off the bench. Marcus Smart made a contribution early. Up and down the roster, there are positive contributions that started with Jason Tatum, a big-time performance without Jalen Brown, who's still dealing with the groin injury. The Celtics now win seven games in a row. Tatum has now more 50-point games than anybody in Celtics history, more than Larry Bird, more than anybody else. So he's climbing historical ladders in a franchise with a lot of guys who could do this. Celtics, though, best team in the NBA and learning to win the right way, not just hot shooting performances like they did earlier this season. Now they go home for a rematch against the Golden State Warriors that triggered their big December swoon. So we'll see how they do. I'll be talking about it all on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. The road woes continued for New Orleans. They came up short last night in Cleveland. Locked on Pelicans and Locked on Cavaliers are going to break things down for us from both sides. Good job, good effort, but that doesn't win you games as the Pelicans fall to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm Jake Madison, host of Locked On Pelicans and Locked On NBA. The Pelicans' 113-103 loss to the Cavaliers went about as you'd expect for a team missing Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. That's 48 points in street close. Three quarters of spirited fight followed by a fourth quarter where they were just worn down. There's enough talent between CJ McCollum and Jonas Valanciunas to beat bad and mediocre teams, but against the top teams in the NBA, you can fight all you want, but it comes a challenge to close those games out. None of this is a huge surprise. That said, you can look at this in a positive way. One of Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson likely tilts this game in the Pelicans' favor. They did a good job of containing Mitchell and Garland, and despite the injuries, they've remained third in the West. But all it takes is one losing streak to potentially drop to the play-in tournament. So while there are things going okay in New Orleans right now, there is reason to be concerned if Zion and Brandon Ingram remain out. Chris oh, Manning here. Go ahead. 
Chris Manning here, Lockdown Cavs. Cleveland just beat New Orleans on Monday night. First came back from a long road trip. They did this win without Donovan Mitchell for much of this game. Donovan Mitchell scored a 11 points, a season low for him in Cavs wins. Darius Garland stepped up, Jared Allen stepped up, Evan Mobley stepped up. Cavs pick up an important win in a midday game. They looked lethargic in the first half. Garland went back to 2021-2022 season form. Was big in the fourth, Allen big in the fourth. Cavs pick up a win against McCollum, Ants, and the rest of the Pelicans. Who didn't have Zion, didn't have Ingram, but a win is a win. You'll take it after that two three real trip. For more, check out Lockdown Cavs wherever you get your podcasts. Indiana was probably hoping to take advantage of a Milwaukee team that was playing without Giannis Antetokounmpo for the third straight game, but they couldn't get the job done. Locked on Bucks goes over the late rally for Milwaukee, while Locked on Pacers talks about what went wrong in the end. It was a game of two halves in Milwaukee on MLK Day, but ultimately the Bucks were able to lock down defensively and beat the Indiana Pacers. My name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of the Locked on Bucks podcast. The final is 132 to 119, but the Bucs gave up 76 points in the first half. They found themselves down by double digits at the break and in somewhat a familiar position that they've been in of late. Now, there's no Giannis in this game. There was no Chris Milton again. There was no Joe Ingles, but the Bucs had to do something. The coaching staff, after halftime, did not look impressed with the effort in the first half, but they hold the paces to 43 points in the third and fourth quarter and get a double-digit win in the end. Drew Holiday was spectacular, 35 points and 11 assists. He really looks like offensively he's starting to find the shot and starting to have more of these types of offensive explosions, which the Bucs definitely will need, and it will help when Giannis and Chris Middleton eventually return to the lineup. For now, you'll take it. First game of a back-to-back in Toronto tomorrow. The Bucks just trying to get some momentum here. A TJ McConnell masterpiece. Not enough for the Indiana Pacers in Milwaukee. They fall to the Bucks 132-119. I'm Tony East, the host of Locked On Pacers. And look, the Pacers have now lost four in a row, but they've played well in big stretches for all those games. This game, no different. This one was a TJ McConnell masterpiece. His career high entering this game was 23. He had 25 at halftime. The reserve guard was killing it for the Pacers, hitting heat check threes, throwing guys open. He looked fantastic, and the Pacers had 76 points at halftime. They had a lead after three quarters. They looked really good. They were rolling on both ends, and then in the fourth, they had a lead about halfway through the quarter, and the Bucks just took over the game. Drew Holiday, in particular, was fantastic. 35 points for the former All-Stars. He controlled the game down the stretch. The Bucks hit a season high. 23 threes on the inconsistent Pacers defense, and the Pacers have now lost four in a row without Tyrese Halbert, and they really miss him. We'll break down their losing streak and this game on the Locked On Pacers podcast. Memphis got their 10th win in a row in fine fashion with a blowout win over the Phoenix Suns. Locked On Grizzlies has more on this streaking Memphis team. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day has always been an important day ever since its inception and ever since the Memphis Grizzlies made their way to Memphis from Vancouver, the way that the organization has built up the day as a day of celebration and action and remembrance is inspiring. The basketball game is the least important part of that day, but the Memphis Grizzlies dominated that contest against the Phoenix Suns this time around in 2023. I'm Joe Mullinax of Lockdown Grizzlies, and it was a national stage where the Memphis Grizzlies made it very clear that they are a national contending team. They are a squad that is NBA Finals bound, potentially, if they play the way they did against the Phoenix Suns. Tons of injuries for Phoenix, certainly not trying to downplay that. 
the Suns will get healthy and make a run. But when John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. play at the level that they did in this contest, it looks very, very, very difficult to beat a team that has now won double-digit games and looks like they're not slowing down anytime soon. Coming up, the Raptors sneak out of New York City with a win. This is Locked On Game to Game NBA. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by Bet Online. It is the number one spot for all of your online sports betting needs. You can get the latest live odds and trends. And of course, you can bet on whatever sport interests you, even the NFL playoffs that are now underway. Just head over to betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NBA. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you once again for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Some bonus basketball on Monday at Madison Square Garden. Unfortunately for the hometown fans, the Knicks couldn't quite pull things out as the Raptors eked out a two-point win. Now Locked On Knicks and Locked On Raptors go over that dramatic finish. As the New York Knicks lose a heartbreaker in overtime, 123-121 to 121 against the Toronto Raptors. This absolutely sucked, and I'm going to blame who I usually blame, Tom Thibodeau, uh, for killing. I don't think that's too strong of a word for killing the Knicks stars. Julius Randle, 42 minutes. Jalen Brunson, 43 minutes. RJ Barrett, 49. Quentin Grimes, 40. Can my guy Emmanuel quickly catch a break? Only plays 21 minutes, makes seven free throws, scores an efficient 14 points, comes off the bench at the end of the fourth quarter, immediately gets to the foul line, hits two crucial shots, um, and, and just doesn't play enough in this one. And, and you could see the effects down the stretch for Brunson in particular. Only hit one field goal in the fourth quarter, went from the seven-minute mark until inside the final minute um, for, of, in terms of recording a point. Both him and Randall went just one for two from the line for the stretch. And no, Tom Thibodeau isn't out there shooting those free throws. Yes, those should go in. But fatigue was so clearly a factor for the Knicks in this game. And it ultimately cost by the hair of their chinny chin chin. Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors 123-121 overtime win over the New York Knicks on Monday. I almost said loss there because this game very nearly was a loss for the Toronto Raptors in multiple spots, in particular on the final play of overtime as a miss pressures at a three, turned into a Jalen Brunson wide open pull-up three attempt that missed and got the Raptors the dunk. Their fourth and five games, mind you, though no one really covered themselves in all that much glory in this one. Some weird late game execution, fouling when tied in the case of Fred Van Vliet in one spot. Really, the stars of this game for the Raptors were the aforementioned Van Vliet, who despite uh, some interesting decision-making late had 33 points to go along with eight assists. And then Scotty Barnes was fantastic in this game as well. 26 points, seven boards, four assists, one of which was a beautiful, ridiculous dart of a cross-court pass in overtime. The Raptors continue to not do anything pretty. They continue to be very befuddling. They are now 20 and 24. And it's anybody's guess what they'll do before the trade deadline. This game didn't clear anything up, as is the case with most Raptors games of late. This is a bizarro team. I'll have more broken down on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Raptors. Be sure to tune in. Big nights from Steph Curry and Jordan Poole are pretty much going to guarantee you a win, and that's what the Dubs got over Washington yesterday. Locked on Wizards and Locked on Warriors. Check in to tell you what you need to know. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again from Locked on Wizards. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, everybody. Now, did the Washington Wizards lose 127-118 to the Golden State Warriors at home today? How did they lose this game? Well, other than a combined 63 points by Stephen Curry and Jordan Poole, many of the same devils have come to haunt the Washington Wizards. Boxing out, 
leading to second chance points by the Warriors killed them. Transition defense, again, killed the Wizards. But also turnovers. They committed 14 turnovers, which turned into 21 points off of turnovers for the Golden State Warriors. And the pace. The Washington, uh, the Golden State Warriors did what most teams do against the Wizards. They picked up the pace, and it led to 20 points off of the fast break. So this was a winnable game, but the Golden State Warriors showed their championship pedigree in the fourth quarter by defeating the Wizards. Everybody, appreciate watching, and have a good weekend. The Warriors won a road game. I'm Cyrus Sotsas with your Locked On Warriors Locked On Now recap of the defending world champions winning in the nation's capital 127-118. It was the first road win of the season when the team was playing the second half of a back-to-back. Stephen Curry finally regaining his form, his MVP form with 41 points, 7 rebounds. Jordan Poole was raging. He had a particularly strong first half, finished the game with 32 points and also seven rebounds and Draymond Green looked like the Draymond Green of old he got fired up from a fan who was taunting him throughout the game poured in 17 points added 10 assists and the Golden State Warriors next visit the White House and President Biden before playing on national television Thursday in an NBA Finals rematch against the Celtics follow the program on Twitter at LockedOnDubs An impressive offensive night for Atlanta. Got them a win at home yesterday. Locked on Hawks goes over those highlights for us post-game. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Rowland. The Atlanta Hawks get a third straight victory on this Monday afternoon, holding serve against the Miami Heat. A fantastic first half for Atlanta. Arguably their best first half of the entire season when it comes to the offensive end of the floor. They shot almost 70% from the floor. The ball was moving, firing around on all cylinders. Really nice balance from Atlanta. Their star guards were good in the first half. Second half, not quite as dominant. The Hawks were certainly in a game down the stretch in the fourth quarter, but never got, never lost the lead. It never got too, too tight. In the final seconds, and the Hawks were able to escape with that victory. A very, very productive long weekend for Atlanta. Three wins in four days, and for the first time in about four weeks, the Hawks are back to 500. That's not a huge thing necessarily, but it's a nice step in the right direction for Atlanta. We'll have all of that and more coming up on the Lockdown Hawks podcast. Down by 10 in the fourth quarter, Utah fought back, edging out Minnesota by one at the final buzzer. Locked on Jazz and Locked on Timberwolves go over the matchup that went down to the wire. A Walker-Kessler coming out party broke out in Minneapolis this afternoon as the Utah Jazz defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves 126-125. David Locke for Locked on Jazz. Walker Kessler was drafted with a 22nd pick out of Auburn by the Minnesota Timberwolves and then a few days later traded to the Utah Jazz in exchange for Rudy Gobert. And tonight Walker Kessler became the first rookie since Minnesota Timberwolves Gorgie Zhang to put up 20 points and 21 rebounds in a game. Kessler in 31 minutes tonight had 20 points 21 rebounds four assists and two block shots the jazz also got a monster performance from ochai abaji acquired in the donovan mitchell trade who's also a rookie 17 points in 32 minutes and the two of them were on the floor as the jazz played their 12th close game in their last 13 and prevailed 126 125 over the minnesota timberwolves a close late loss for the Timberwolves on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The Timberwolves fall by one to the Utah Jazz. I'm Ben Beacon, host of the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and it was Timberwolves draft pick. 
Walker Kessler, who is traded to Utah in the Rudy Gobert deal that dropped a 2021 game, 20 points, 21 rebounds, as the Wolves were eaten alive on the offensive glass, giving up 14 offensive rebounds to Utah. Second chance points were a big issue down the stretch. This was a game that Minnesota led by eight going to the fourth quarter, but they gave up 39 points to the Jazz in the fourth. A lot of dribble drive penetration, poor perimeter defense, a couple of wide open threes for the Jazz, and then second chance points did the Wolves in. Ultimately, Jaden McDaniels missed a right corner three as the buzzer sounded. The Wolves lost by one. They also were whistled for three technical fouls in this game, a one-point loss. Uh, plenty of small miscues that added up to a disappointing defeat in this one. We're going to break it all down on the postgame podcast. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Wolves for all things Timberwolves. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game NBA. Thank you once again for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Now make sure that you are subscribed to Locked On NBA and, of course, your favorite team's Locked On podcast, right here on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from. I'm Kenani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.